Thank you so much for joining us on another edition of Tifosi Football Radio. My name is Christian Baldanzi Tacchio. And this is Juliano Caleri. Strange match day 26 that we're going to be talking about. Uh, nobody wanted to win. It felt like Juliano in uh, match day 26 in City A. Yeah, beyond beyond strange. Yeah, be- annoying, annoyingly strange. Annoyingly strange. <laughs> uh, but luckily for our our predictions group, neither of us got the paletta. We were close. We yeah. were, we were very close, but we didn't get it. Thank God. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, Italian teams disappoint in Champions League, and yeah. uh, very <laughs> mediocre, uh, if you will, for Europa League. At best, so yes. we'll break down match day twenty six. We'll talk about the, our Italian teams and their lovely, lovely uh, European adventures uh, from uh, from their first legs. So, without any further ado, let's jump right in. Let's talk match day twenty six because basically the the theme was what the hell for match day twenty six. I think so. Things that should have just been straightforward were not Giuliano and uh it was just it was a really strange match day uh huge opportunity for some teams to to capitalize and they all blew it so everyone in the top what was it top top six seven top six no one got a more than a point yeah so it's still very disappointing if you're a fan of the top six of anybody in the top six so but uh, it keeps City Eye interesting, keeps it wide open still, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But let's let, let's talk about it. It all started with the Derby della Mole uh, on Friday. So Juve and Torino playing out to a 1-1 draw, Jules. Yeah, and that kind of set the, the trend for the entire weekend. Yeah. Juve completely outplayed. Torino were unbelievable, luck, you know, unlucky not to win. Yeah. But Juve... They did not even show up for this game. I cannot believe what I was seeing on the field. Yeah, they they, they looked uh, mediocre at best, and uh, they just it, it feels like they were totally focused on uh, on their game that happened today, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But uh, and they paid the price for it. I mean, I think they thought this was going to be a guaranteed win for them, g- given their historical. Uh, run in with uh, Torino, they they completely dominate Torino in the Derby della Mole, especially in recent times. So I think they just thought this was going to be an automatic win, and uh, it looked like Torino play- showed up. Torino wanted this game more, and like you said, they were unlucky to win. Andrea Bellotti uh, getting on the score sheet for the first time in a very very long time. <laughs> yeah, much much needed goal. Yeah, for him. and. And Juve uh, on the other side, they looked they looked terrible. Vlahovic didn't look good. Morata didn't look good. Dybala didn't look good. Rabiot didn't look good. Pellegrini didn't look good. Like there was really nobody that stood out to me other than Delit, who played fantastic in, in the role that he could, even getting uh, getting a goal in this game. But Juve mm-hmm. lucky to s- scrape by with the draw jewels here. Yeah, it's they score and they sit back. It's the same thing over and over again. Allegri came out today after the game against Villarreal in the Champions League, and he said it's a matter of taste. How you know he likes to see defensive football. He essentially said and, and get results, as opposed to some people like to see you know the the passing and the beautiful side of the game, and the results don't matter. But he, but this is not getting prefers, you a result. Exactly, it's not getting results. It's this is 
it's horrendous. This was horrendous. They didn't even show up for this Dodby. I, I know they ended up getting the points though, but they were really second fiddle for me to Torino in this in this Dodby. Absolutely, absolutely. Torino not on the greatest run, Jules. They're, they, you know, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about if they could make a run into the for the Conference League spot, and ever since then they've completely fallen apart. They've been due for a win for a long time, and they pull up with yet another draw. Yeah, it's not looking good for them. They just—they feels like they're just falling down the table. Like, are, are they going to get this right, or is it a matter of time before they get this right, or or, or is this Torino just going to sit in the I lower think, mid table? I think they're going to just keep doing this. Yeah, wins, draws, losses—they're not going to be able to string two wins together. I I don't think. Yeah, they're just so inconsistent. Um, yeah, inconsistent. Miss it maybe with Belotti coming back. You never know. That's something they have needed. Yeah, uh, is that focal point up top, but. Uh, even with them there, I don't. I see them struggling. They're just very. They play a beautiful game, build up play wise through the midfield to the defense. But once they get up to that, that final ball that's required to put the ball in the back of net, they struggle hard. But we'll see. Maybe Andrea Belotti, I guess, it makes a difference. But I, I have my doubts with him. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see what happens. On to the next game, Sampdoria, comfortable two nothing win over Empoli. Empoli continuing their horrendous run. Since the turn yes. of the new year, as Giuliano predicted. Oh, Empoli. And uh, <laughs> Sampdoria, on the other hand, picking up another another victory and winning comfortably. Um, yeah. Quagliarello with two goals, Jules. Yeah, Quags with two goals. I would say Empoli, for me, Empoli actually created the better opportunities in this match. They just couldn't finish. And then you look at Fabio Quagliarello. This kind of reminded me of the Sassuolo game. They... Yes, they got the two goals, but they were very. I, I they were a bit lucky. The goals, mm-hmm. uh, and that's how Sampdoria seems like they're going to get wins. It's going to be a, a bit of luck in the strikes. You know, the the way the first goal went in, Fabio Quagliarella. I think he was falling over something like that, and then it went through two or three players before it found the the net and stuff like that isn't going to happen week in week. They don't they don't score goals because of nice build up play anything like that. They score goals because they. Defend as a unit, and then they rely on the yeah. brilliance of their forwards. And that, I guess, it's good enough to say out of relegation, but it's not to me. It's not convincing this this style of football. No, it's. I wasn't impressed by Sampdoria. No, it's not. I don't think you. I don't think we're ever going to be impressed by Sampdoria this season because uh, they're just they're they're just an ugly team. Like yeah. there's nothing special about them. I mean, the the great story is Valdemiro Falcone, who has been a stud since he's been given the gloves in between the sticks. Um, he's been fantastic, but other than that, they've, yeah, it's, it, they're basically capitalizing on their, on their fortunes and yes. it's going to, it's not going to happen week in and week out, but it's going to happen probably enough that, uh, the, yeah, they're going to stay out of relegation and they're going to survive another season. Um, but uh, it, it just feels like they just, they fi- they always find themselves in this problem. They're never going to be good enough to challenge for the top half of the table, but they're never going to be bad enough to to be relegated. Yeah. Um, that's Sampdoria for you. Empoli on the other side, I mean, they if they keep this up, Jules, they could be back into the bottom three if the bottom three start picking up points. Yeah, which, which the bottom three are doing. I mean, the positive to take out of this game for Empoli was, like we said, they did. And they did end up dominating the second half. Yeah, and and spurts of the first half, but 
Did they dominate because Sampdoria decided to sit back after the two goals? You know, it's it's hard to say, but Empoli, I know I've always had my doubts with Andrea Zoli. I don't think he is the right guy. Um, they did catch a lot of teams by surprise at first, but it's something it's it's too obvious what they're trying to do all the time and teams shut them down way too easy they get they need some more imagination in this uh squad yeah absolutely what do you think yeah they they just i can't believe the the turn they've taken like they just can't do they just can't they can't win they can't get a result when they desperately need it and I think it's going to really hurt them if they keep this up. I think they'll be there. They'll be 16th place, 17th place, and maybe just enough to survive because of the start they had. But, man, they keep this up. They're just it, – it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, but it's over two months. Over two months uh, Yeah, it's been since they got a, a win. You got to be <laughs> thinking – you got to be thinking possibly managerial change if this keeps up. You got to be thinking about yeah. that. But we, I would I would agree. We wish them all the best. On to the next game. Roma Verona tying two two. <laughs> you tell me another two two draw. Yeah, I mean I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. This is this it's it's extremely frustrating. They're not consistent. They defense is leaking like there's no tomorrow. Uh that Barak goal five minutes in totally deflated us. And we were on playing catch up, got capitalized on to go two nothing down by Temis in the twentieth minute, and it was just, it was, I don't know, Joseph, it's exhaustion because he keeps running with the same starting eleven and the same players, or it's just stubbornness and and unwillingness to adapt. Uh, Tammy Abraham not finding the back of the net here. Felix Afinagian. Not playing a great game. Pellegrini not playing a great game. Oliveira had a terrible game. Uh, Maitland Niles has proven to be quite a bust. Uh, <laughs> no surprise there. Yeah, I don't think there's really a surprise. I mean, yeah. they, they've already been. There's already reports that he's they're they're going to be sending him back to Arsenal at the end of the season. So he's not going to be making his move of Roma permanent. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I really, I really don't know what to say anymore uh, about this squad. Um, is is Spinazzola going to really make that much of a difference when he comes back? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't either. think so. There's just there's way too many gaps in this team, and it's you know if Roma keep this up, we're not going to be in Europe next year. Or the only way we're going to be in Europe is if we win the Conference League. That that's yeah. That that. I I don't see us finishing in the top seven, Jules. I mean, that's if this keeps up. I mean, it, and that's that's three draws now in a row. Three draws, Roma. three draws in a row. I mean, the only positives I can say was, I mean, it was a, it was. A, I think at this point, it was a. People think that Mourinho could be this. Mourinho could play this off like he's a genius, but I think at down to nothing, he had nothing to lose in throwing the youngsters on and Bove and Volpato. Uh, and them scoring the two goals to tie yeah. to salvage this draw. Uh, yeah. I think it was uh, I think it was a, an act of desperation by Mourinho, and it paid off. I don't think it was brilliant in any by any stretch. He knew he needed to change something, so and this is all he had on the bench. I'm really glad they got. I'm I'm really glad they scored those two goals because you know they're training really hard. 
at uh, Trigoria for Roma and uh, they've been waiting for their opportunity and their opportunity came and, and they took it and it's good to see the youth getting the opportunity but 2-2 uh, two, two draw against Hellas Verona still not good enough. And about, what about his uh, remarks after the game? Getting a red card, red card Luca Juventus sent Pareto. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it's, just, it's theatrics with this guy. It's the, yeah. it's theatrics with this guy. I honestly think sometimes he does this on purpose to take the distraction off the squad. Um, I, at this I point. Know, but... At this point, because the Roma, the Roma media is, it, it, it's... We say that all the time, but I just think he's a sore loser. That, if you ask well, me. he is a sore loser too, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's this. I don't think he's this mastermind genius that a lot of people no, he's make not. him out to be. He's not. Um, he's not. It's just he hates losing, and he took it out on out on the ref. Yeah, because he's the easiest target. That's the way I, I see it. Exactly. It's hard to say as like a Roma fan. I just don't care anymore <laughs> what happens this season because it's just. I'm, I'm, That's what Mourinho does. We've hit rock bottom. We really have. We've hit rock bottom, and it doesn't feel like we'll find any way out right now. But yeah. that's that's Roma. Uh, Verona on the other side taking advantage, uh, putting a getting going into Roma and getting a result. Anytime you go and play Roma in Roma, it's and get a result. It's quite a feat because yeah. it's usually a fortress for us. But uh, Caprari again showing up. These, yeah. these guys live and die by Caprari. I mean, he's having a, uh, an outstanding season. Yeah, they're they do. They and Barak too, and Tameze another spectacular goal. They're not relying on the striker anymore. No, because Simeone can't score a goal if his life depended on it anymore. But they're still, you know, the frustrating thing. The frustrating thing with Verona is they are attacking very well, starting games really well, but they cannot close out a match. And Igor Tudor does have to figure that out. Because it is way too many drop points after after taking leads. So, but on a, a lot of positives, but a lot of I think negatives that go that go with it too. Because once the teenagers are subbed on, you got to close out the game, no question about it. Hundred percent. But they couldn't. They couldn't, and they paid the price. And this will be two points lost for them, one point I guess gained for Roma. Uh, but we move on from one draw to another. Jules Salernitana tying AC Milan two two here. Oh my. I don't think anybody saw this. Nobody coming. saw this coming, especially when Messiah scores five minutes in Jules. Yeah. And then Salernitana takes the lead. And then Bonazzoli, another goal. Yeah, Bonazzoli, another goal. Yeah. Juric scoring. And then, yeah. I guess the, the, the Nicola the effect. Minute. The Nicola effect is uh, quite strong whenever he comes in. Um, but yeah. tell me about this game, Jules. Yeah, Milan, they're licking their chops. Yeah. Uh, because the way the the way the fixtures went last weekend too, there was a lot of upsets, and, and, and they can taste the title now. And they, to me, this indicates they're not. Uh, you know, we we talked about the only champion in the league right now is Allegri. All the the uh, you know they're Sadi too, but they don't have the depth in, in their squads right now to challenge for the Scudetto. Allegri does, but the other the other managers uh, at the top, Inzaghi. Pioli, Luciano Spalletti, they've never won a championship in their lives. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing these guys fall at every major hurdle. Yeah. And this is what they've done their entire career. And, and it's <laughs> no one wants to take that that huge advantage that's being handed to them. And it's it's unbelievable. And Pioli was the first one out of the three this weekend to drop points. Um, and it's strange. You know, we could blame the players, Mike Bagnan, 
you know, he was at fault, I think, for the first one. Um, but it, it has to come down to the managers a little bit because it's the same story with these three managers uh, every single time. Whenever they have an, a chance or an advantage to to go ahead of the, of their opponents, they always fail. Yeah. And case in point again, and to the bottom team. Yeah. To the bottom team. I I don't know any Scudetto champion that's gonna drop points to the bottom team in a do or die game. So. Exactly. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean. Uh they just don't have that killer instinct. That's what it is. I mean, uh, exactly. That that's that, and that's what you need to be a champion. Is you got to have that killer instinct. AC Milan clearly don't have it. Um, I don't think so. No excuse. No excuse. No rest. I mean, they've had a week rest as well. Yeah, they're they're not playing for anything else right now. Yeah, just the Coppa Italia. That's it. Uh, the I mean, this is their focus. Is the Scudetto hands down? That is their mission. But. Again, I don't know if Stefano Pioli has that capability to do something. If he doesn't win, if AC Milan, and I don't think they're going to win it, but if AC Milan don't win the Scudetto this year, you're never going to win the Scudetto with Stefano Pioli at the helm. You really aren't, and you're going to have to make a change in the guard there. Uh, I agree with that. If this is, if there was a time, this is the time. This is the 100%. time to do it. Uh, but on the other side, I mean, Davide Nicola... It's a massive hill to climb for him, but it's a it's a good it was a good move by Salernitana to bring this guy in. They should have brought this guy if they were gonna if they were, when they got rid of uh, of Castori there. This was the guy to bring in, not Colan Tuano, who <laughs> was in City of C. Like it just it didn't make any sense. Um, it looks like that Dragozin and Fazio pairing pretty decent. Yeah, not bad. Pretty eh? decent. <laughs> and then you got Luigi that's not doing too bad in there yeah. in between the sticks, yeah. right? It's good to yeah, see Luigi. I, I, I miss Luigi this year. So <laughs> it's good to see Luigi back. But other than that, I mean, Salernitana is just going to be a tough team to beat. Whether they go, Are they still going to go down? I, I think so. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a massive hill to climb for them. And it, it'll be a miracle if they make it out and quite a story. But they're going to be a tough team to beat. The rest of the way. And I don't think anybody should take Salernitana lightly the rest of the way. Because if they do, they're going to they're gonna get points taken off them. That's what happened with AC Milan. Licking their chops. Knowing that you know teams are dropping points around them. And wanting to put pressure on Inter in the Sassuolo game the next day. And they drop points, man. Like it's, yeah. it's, they, they, they totally overlooked this game. And they have nobody to blame but themselves for that agree that's that's what it comes down to at the end of at the end of the day so you know what they dug their grave now they gotta live in it so that's what i have to say about Salernitana ac milan on to the next game sunday fiorentina continuing their domination of atalanta uh winning one nothing this is this is a team now picking up points jules while the bot while the top six is well, the top six is uh, faltering. This is the team that's picking up points. Yeah, they're still somehow in that top four, you know, race. Uh, they're in, they're more in more of a top four race than Lazio and Roma, I would say. Yeah, like, it's it's and with you know they lost Vlahovic, of course. Piontek's come in. I think that was his third <laughs> or fourth goal. Yeah, Mister um, Sunday over there. <laughs> Mister Sunday, yeah, they they play good football. Atalanta and a complete down spiral they're oh they're, they've been horrendous it. this is the fall 
Told this you. is the fall. Gasparini's losing the plot. And he's he's been sent off again. I don't think it's the first time he's been sent off this year as no, well. I think it's like the second um, or third time. Yeah, losing losing Chris Romero back there was huge for the season. Yeah. Um, they're just they're not the same team. They're not the same team. They had a huge chance. Cooper Miners was on a breakaway. Couldn't beat Darkowski, who actually stepped back in for the for this match. Uh, defining game, defining save, and allowed Fiorentina to get back in, and they. Yeah. They just capitalized. Uh, this this uh, Atalanta team just has no focal point up top. No, Marial out, Zapata out. They have no goals in the team. No. There's only so many goals you're going to score outside 18 with, with uh, you know, with Malinovsky. It's not going to happen every game. So yeah. they got to find new ways to score goals. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But you know, Fiorentina just—they're really impressing me. They're they're starting that climb. I had them in the top four, and they're not too far away, Jules. They're five points out of the top four. So if they keep this up, they, the sky's yeah, the limit for them. It. No one wants to win, right? So Yeah, <laughs> take advantage. Good for them. I'm very happy to see that. On to the next game, uh, what should have been a, a crazy game because it was a relegation six-pointer. Turns out to be a 1-1 draw. Genoa Another just <laughs> can't fucking win. <laughs> no, they can, and they and they should have. They should have won because Venezia. Because oh Venezia did, Venezia did absolutely nothing besides the only goal that they scored. Yeah. Uh, they didn't really create much. Genoa created a, a ton. They missed the bicycle kick at the end. Ekuban had a, I think it was Ekuban had a goal line clearance pretty much off his header at the end. Yeah. They just they cannot win a game. Uh, Besson hasn't lost, but he had Besson hasn't lost, but he has to start winning. He has, has to. to. Has to, has to, mm-hmm. has to. They're not conceding more than a goal a game, but they can't score yeah. more than a goal a game. That's yeah. It's really frustrating. Uh, Venezia will be lucky to escape this one with a draw. I think they're just very grateful that they came out with a draw. The draw obviously benefits Venezia more than it does Genoa, and Genoa will feel. But, hard. but again, both these teams needed to win, and nobody wants to win. No. I don't understand. Scared. Scared. Yeah. That's what it is. Scared. I mean, we'll talk about it, but they're they're now Venezia not getting that, not playing at home and playing against a team that's literally chasing you. You got to win this game, and they've paid the price for it, Jules. I mean, they are now the 18th place team. Exactly. They are in relegation. So and Caleri and Udine picked up points. The teams ahead of them. Yeah. So exactly. So, I mean. Yeah, that's yeah. That's another a, disappointing game. <laughs> that's another yeah, another disappointing game for sure. Uh, and speaking of which, Udinese picking yeah. up a massive one-one draw. Yes, Ma- massive one-one draw. I mean, yeah, again, lots again, nothing, nothing, no Chiro, no party. I guess. Uh, this team is nothing without Chiro. I mean, Mattia Zakanyi pulls the strings. He did a very good job. Felipe Anderson did okay playing in the in the striker position, but nothing else. Yeah, it's it's again. You're playing against one of the bottom teams, and I just don't understand. And I everybody's guess, dropping points. Yeah, they they can't play every three days. I guess they don't have the depth. We've always questioned. But they were gonna. And, but we knew they were gonna rotate their squad because they were they were more focused on the weekend than they than they care about the Europa League. We knew that. Yeah. And. Still, drop points. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Like it's 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 very disappointing. 
It is very very disappointing. But uh, and a team and a team that's been in decent form too. Like these are games you got to win. You if they won this, yeah, they would have uh, been in fifth. You know, I think two points behind Juve. Yeah. So it's it's a huge opportunity dropped. And this is after we they saw Juve lose uh, drop points after they saw Atalanta. Uh, they saw lose. everybody drop points. They saw everybody exactly. drop points. And I don't know. Sorry, I, I don't understand. I don't understand no. again. No. But no desire to win from these teams. None. But let's speak about this appointment now, Jules, because now I want to get your take on this game. Yes. Sassuolo. <laughs> I saved it for the last part of Sunday. Sassuolo. Yeah. 2 nothing victory over Inter. What the hell happened? But the, what the hell happened is they never woke up from that game at the San Siro against Liverpool. I think they they wasted all their energy. Uh, commentators saying, you know, we missed Brozovic in this game. I think that's a lame excuse. Um, I just think this is Simone Inzaghi's inexperience. This is three games now in Serie A without a victory. Two losses, one draw. They look terrible. The forwards are not scoring goals. Yeah. And Danimich has gone back to his crappy goalkeeping. He's in bad form. Yeah. Uh, the middle of the park, I'd say, is half decent still. The defense... I wouldn't complain too much. The defense is okay. It hasn't been great, yeah, but it's still solid. What it comes down to is our forwards can't do anything, and our and our goalkeeper can't do anything. That's the only reason why it's a swallow one. It's a swallow one because Andre Cancelli and Giacomo Raspadori and Gianluca Scamacca. Yeah, the complete opposite of Inter. Yeah, they have two they have two strikers in form, and and a red hot goalie for this game. Yeah, that was the difference in the game. Inter. Simone Zaghi has to sort out the combinations up top. It's a mess. He keeps choosing Lautaro. This guy missed a point-blank shot within the six-yard box, shanked it left of the net. Yeah. If if he put that in, I think it would have put it at 1-1. So that's the type of misses we're talking about. He's been horrendous, can't score. Why he still starts every game, I don't understand. Um, and that that's the that's the problem. It's it's a bit of Simone Zaghi again. Not showing the medal. You saw everybody drop points in front of you. This was your chance to jump on, on Milan and get ahead of them. Yeah. And uh, and Zaghi just shit the bed. Again, that's all it was. Just shit the bed. I I, th- I guess they don't have the the legs to play every three days either. No. I guess it's a big problem for every City A team, which is something we'll talk about when we get to the, the Champions League segment. But... It's just it's it's embarrassing yeah. for the defending champions of Italy. They don't look like defending champs right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me ask you this question, real quickly before we move on, Jules. And it's not about Inter. It's about the La Nazionale. Does Mancini now have to be pressured in playing Raspadori, Scamacca, Berardi up top? Uh, they they honestly look like the best front three. Yeah. Does after after them, yeah. After them, who is there? There's nobody. Yeah, is injured. Yeah, Immobile you know, uh, is hit and miss. Belotti's yeah, been Immobile hurt. Is, exactly. Belotti's just yeah, he's just coming back. Moisekin is a bench player, doesn't score goals. I mean, we got to drop Pedro. No, no, we don't. Don't uh, say that. There's <laughs> there's Balotelli in the Turkish league, but there's nobody. These three are the most informed players heading into March, which is just around the corner. Yeah. Uh, we're like that, we're that, like that's, three weeks away from playoffs. Yeah, that's the worrying part. Bonucci and Chiellini don't even play anymore. Um, I think Bonucci made a half appearance today at Villarreal in that in that game. Who, so who are we going to go with defensively? This is why I'm I'm worried about the Azzurri. Yeah. We could talk probably another hour about this, but I'm I'm really worried because they look 
a lot of the Italian players look terrible right now, heading into March. Uh, hopefully they can turn around, but I think you, you said it. You have to go. <laughs> you have to. This this should be your front three. Yeah, you have to. You have to. There's literally no one. Insigne is not in form. No. The guy disappeared against Barcelona. He's not even really playing. Yeah. Just if Chiro's healthy, of course, I think you play him over Skamaka. You make Skamaka Come off the take bench. him off the bench, right? But besides that, and of course, Zakanyi. Zakanyi, yeah. maybe you could start, of course, as well on the left wing. I Who think hasn't played the, for the Azzurri, though? Who hasn't played for I the know, senior team? He's been phenomenal. Yeah. But these are the names that should be... These are the most informed players. These are who you have to go with. Yeah. All the guys that were <laughs> part of the Euro team have kind of they've disappeared. They have. Well, and rightly <laughs> so. F- yeah. <laughs> yeah, and rightly so, exactly. Rightly so. It's time for the next I mean, generation. we called it. We called it. We called it, man. The biggest worry was us winning that tournament and not being able to move on. Yeah. And now we'll see if, if we pay the price for it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, enough of Zuri talk. Let's continue yeah. here. I think I called this one. Cagliari Napoli 1 1. Yeah, you did. Cagliari continuing their sizzling hot form. Napoli unable to fucking do anything. No, and uh, <laughs> again. <laughs> oh. Not, and, and Napoli's a team, they're like the wild card. No one knows what to expect from them. Yeah. They, and they were they, they were just, lucky to get a to get a draw because it took yeah. the, it took until the eighty seventh minute to get yeah, that draw. Man. Jesus. I mean, so, so strange. They don't even show up for this game. Yeah, they played Barcelona. I guess they, again, don't have the depth to play every three days. I, I don't know. I really don't know what the excuse is from these managers. Uh, it's uh, it's mind-boggling. It is, it is mind-boggling. mind-boggling. But it looks like they're gonna stay in City. Yeah, I'm I'm convinced. They're not. They're not. They're not worse off than the bottom three right now. So no, they they look like uh, top. Seven, seven team the way they're playing. Yeah. They look like they could take points off any team in City right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But not, yeah, Napoli just, I don't know. Again, it's hard to consider these guys Scudetto contenders when they play like this, but they're somehow still in the race. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on to the final game, Bologna finally, <laughs> finally getting a win. Yes. Didn't look good when Manaj scored. Uh, when Manaj just scored in the 11th minute Manage. there. Yeah. <laughs> <And the>, but <laughs> thank God for Marko Arnautovic. Comes in, begs a brace. And Bologna lives to see another day. I mean, yeah, what did you what did you think? I Marko Arnautovic was He was phenomenal, phenomenal. in this game. He yeah. finally showed out. Like, phenomenal. I mean, Spezia, we knew Spezia was going to eventually fall fall apart. And yeah. they couldn't keep up that incredible run. They they just don't have the players. They don't have the legs to do it. And uh, that's basically what it comes down to. I mean, they they, they 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 their streak broke against that with that loss to Fiorentina the week prior. It's gonna continue now. I think I think Spezia are gonna be uh they're gonna be a bit part team. They're not gonna they've done enough to stay in Serie A, but they're they're not gonna really do. I don't think they're gonna do much for the rest of the season. Couple of draws mm-hmm. here, a couple of wins here, a couple of losses here. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be very, very quiet on the Spezia side. Bologna on the other side, they needed this. This is a team that we talked about at the beginning of the season that had the potential to be a top seven team. They really do. They have the the players for it. They have the goalkeeper. They have the defense. They have the midfield. They have the they have the attack. And uh, 
they have been underperforming crazily uh, yes. since the turn of the new year. And uh, they needed this so bad. So I'm really happy that they finally got together. But it's too little too late. They're just going to sit in the mid-table. That's that's the way it is. But Well, th- think of this. They, they haven't won a game since the 22nd of December. Yeah. Okay. Like, and it's two months. Somehow, somehow they're only two points behind Sassuolo and Torino. Six points behind Verona. Somehow. So strange. It is strange. That it kind of goes to show you how good of a season they were having. But yeah. they, they, yeah, they could be so much better than this. They can uh, be. Yeah, they can be. Strange team. Very strange team. Very strange team. But that wraps up uh, match day twenty six for you. I mean, here are the here here's the top seven for you now. AC Milan on top, 56 points. Inter second, 54. Napoli, 54 and third. Juve in fourth of 47. Atalanta drops down to fifth with 44 points. Lazio in sixth, 43 points. Fiorentina, seventh place and climbing, 42 points. Outside of the European spots, Roma in eighth place with 41 points. And the bottom three are Venezia, Genoa, and Salernitana, 22, 16, and 14 points, respectively. Uh... I mean that's that's the standings for you right now, and then in the middle yeah. it's a it's a toss up everywhere else. Uh, but let's take a break from City A before we preview match day twenty seven for you. Let's talk about the Champions League fixtures. So for our Italian teams, Jules, uh, we'll, we'll give the we'll we'll run down the scores, <laughs> and then I want you to and then we'll get uh, get your thoughts on it. Um, first and foremost, Liverpool being Inter two nothing. And uh, yeah, yep. And uh, <laughs> Juventus today tying one-one with Villarreal. Yeah. And that's let's that, divulge let's divulge off of these two yeah shit results. Well, I mean, go go ahead. Go. Uh, I'll tell you what I saw in the Inter game because I know you're gonna really break it down. I'll tell you what I saw in the Inter game. I saw an Inter t- team go for it in the second yep. half of the start of the second half. There was probably 20 minutes where they were. They were owning Liverpool. They were all over them. They just could not finish the bloody ball. They couldn't put it in the back of the net. And then Liverpool capitalizes. They get two goals. Um, I think the first goal was very fortunate. I think Handanovic could have done better. I think he reacted a little too late, to be honest. Um, and I think that totally deflated them. And then the second goal goes in. It's a deflection. It's mm-hmm. it's two terrible goals. But now you got to go to Anfield and... You gotta score a couple, and that's that's that that's quite a that's quite a big ask, Jules. Yeah. What did you see in this game? Yeah, they're only saving graces. The way goals don't count anymore. So, yeah. but it, what I saw what I saw in this game was I saw Inter in the first half. They competed very well with Liverpool. I thought they were going toe to toe. You know, both teams missed clear cut chances. Mane skidded over the the crossbar with the header. Kalinoglu smashing the crossbar. So any of those go in, it kind of changes the game. Mm-hmm. Inter came out amazing. The, maybe the best football we've seen all year from Inter in the second half. They yeah. started out so strong. Yeah. Uh, put Liverpool under so much pressure, forcing Klopp to make changes, uh, taking off Harvey Elliott for Naby Keita, Mane for Luis Diaz. Uh, Fabinho came up for Jordan Henderson because the midfield was just completely getting overrun. So he yeah. put on more. He put on players that were more so direct. Yeah. Uh, that that would start running at the defenders of Inter, and those subs made the difference. Top quality coaching, something. That's yeah. I was just about to say Simone, that. Yeah, something Simone Inzaghi is not yet. Uh, he waited till the 
70th minute to make his first sub, which was uh, Alexis Sanchez for Lautaro Martinez, again, who didn't show up in this match. And uh, the rest of his subs are made in the 87th minute. And yeah. <laughs> 91st makes no sense. No. Uh, so the legs were tied. He left them on way too long. Um, Inter played fantastic. Just once again, that final pass in the in the in in the box was just it was a letdown every single time they could not make that final pass to get that clear shot on goal they created so many half chances but that was a major annoying part and then like you said two weak goals Handanovic again at fault I mean the first one it was in the perfect spot in the bottom corner but still too late for me I think yeah he should have he should have see it in the replay like he was watching for he watched a little too long and then this, and then the second one, he doesn't even react to the shot. He's planted, completely beaten. Uh, that that was a bit frustrating because it wasn't even a good shot. Divrai passed the ball too. Uh, bad clearance there. So it's this team enter. They're so frustrating because they they've been doing this all year. When it comes to big teams, they play, they take over matches, and then it just takes one moment, and they completely the game flips on its head. Heads go down, and they concede a second goal, and that's the story of Inter. They lost that character that Conte gave them, uh, where they could see out a full 90 minutes. That's gone. The center's gone back to the pre-Conte era, where they could not close out games. And it's a bit worrying. I hope Simone Inzaghi figures it out. Yeah. Because uh, they should have at least walked away with a draw in this match. They should have at least walked away with a draw. Um, and just before we leave this match, I just like the way Perisic played. They completely dominated the wings, I thought, Inter, Dumfries. Did a pretty good job of Robertson, but more so Pedisic completely dominated Trent Alexander-Arnold. And, you know, maybe that's something they can exploit in, in the next match. And Arturo Vidal, too, he was pretty decent coming in for Barella. So overall, good, but disappointed with the, the end result. Yeah, absolutely. So let's move yeah. on from one disappointment to the other today. Yeah. Juve 1-1 <laughs> draw. I mean, they're going home now to Allianz Stadium where they should win. But this result is disappointing, Jules, is it not? I would say so big time. They score in the first minute, and this is what Allegri does. He sits back. Pays the price. The team. It, yeah, it pays the price. Rabiot getting caught ball watching. Yeah. Um, it's just, you cannot win this way anymore. Allegri. No. I don't know if he's realized the game has changed. The game's so much faster. Everything's called a foul now. You're better off just playing a game, dominating the team, and getting in the box. And yeah. you got more chance of winning that way. Uh, Juve... Again, I thought were, yeah, they were outplayed uh, for me. They were just disappointing. Yeah, they were outplayed. Dusan Vlahovic getting a goal on his Champions League debut, but at the same time missing quite a few opportunities. And yeah. one goal a game for Juventus is not going to be enough for you. If you're Dusan Vlahovic, you got a seventy million dollar price tag on your head. That's what Juve paid to get you from Fiorentina. You need to be doing more. One goal is not enough. Should have finished more chances. You should have got at least two or three goals. And you should have been the reason that Juve won this game. And you're not. So are you a bust right now? I would say yes. You are a bust right now. I know Dusan Vlaovic has got quite a few goals. But it's still not enough. They brought this guy in not to score just a few. They brought him in to score a boatload. And if he was scoring a boatload with Fiorentina, clearly something is missing in this Juve squad to give Vlahovic that opportunity. Maybe it is Federico Chiesa, but we're not going to know until next season. Um, 
he he needs service. Yeah, at the end of the day, yeah. he he needs service, and there's really not anybody there to supply it for him. I mean, when you look at the five mid midfield, was Cuadrado, McKenny, Locatelli, Rabios, Decilio. What guy is going to provide Dusan Vlahovic with service? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody, right? Nobody. So nobody. And the crazy, you know, and the crazy thing is, you know, Emery, I guess we got to give him credit for being a fantastic manager. Obviously, this, he runs the Europa League. I think he's one of the most successful managers in that competition. And so he has some pedigree with him. We've got to look at some of the players in this team. We're talking about Juan Foyth, Etienne Capu, Raul Albio, Alberto Moreno, Giovanni Lo Celso. These, you have two Tottenham rejects in there, four Monopoly defender who was on, you know, the twilight of his career, a Liverpool reject, Alberto Moreno. Uh, like how, how is Juve not able to beat Villarreal? No disrespect. I know they're sixth. Yeah. They've been, they've been doing pretty decent on the Liga, but at the same time, it's a sixth place team. Yeah. They, like Juve has world cup champions uh, in their squad. Like Rabio, they have the, the young player of the year, Matez de Ligt in the squad. Yeah. One of the upcoming strikers, Dusan Vlahovic, you know. They have all the tools. <laughs> and, yeah. And they, they have the Spanish national striker in the team, Alvaro Marata. They can't do it. No, it's unbelievable. They can't. Um, yeah. And then Wes McKenney goes, breaks his foot. And I think two fractures in his foot, which is a massive. We talk about we talk about creativity. There's a massive piece of creativity gone yeah. in the team. They got nothing left. I think they're going to struggle the rest of the way. They might just struggle the rest of the way. Yeah, they might. Terrible. They might. So another disappointing result for Italian teams in uh, in Europe. Well, let's move. <laughs> let's move to disappointing in Europa League first. Yeah. Napoli playing the worst Barcelona in a long, long time, and managing to squeeze out a one-one draw. Yeah, it was. It's a good result because it's it's at the Camp Nou. I'll give them that, but. Uh, I mean, it it was a tie because of a penalty. Yeah. Uh, handball given Juan Jesus it barely grazed his fingers. I mean, it good was, old it was Juan a rough Jesus penalty. never disappoints. Yeah. So that that's how Barcelona tied it. Napoli played a very defensive game in this, uh, chased the ball a lot, but I say they were on par with uh, on Barcelona and still everything to play for. But like I said, if they do not turn this Barcelona team over, I'm going to be very disappointed with this Napoli squad. Yeah, well, we'll see. They that goes Thursday at the Stadio Diego Armando Maradona. We wish Napoli all the best in the second leg. On to another disappointment. Not a real surprise here for me. Porto beating Lazio two to one here. Yep. And uh, yeah, no surprise here. <laughs> no surprise no, here I mean, at all. I mean, when you start. St- you start stuffing the Radu in the back. What do you expect? Yeah, exactly. The one positive I will say was it was great to see our Canadian Stefan Eustachio. There we go. Eustachio <laughs> in the midfield coming on for uh, Porto. So that's a yeah. that's, that, that's great to see. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Zakani played a fantastic game for, for Lazio, putting in a goal, getting a crucial goal for them. But, I mean... Sadi set the tone before the game. He hates the Europa League. He hate he he really doesn't care for it. I'm pretty sure he said that. Um, yeah. He he was already making excuses for rotating the squad, which didn't pay off. And uh, yeah, they're down two to one. They go back to the Stadio Olimpico now. The down one goal on aggregate. There's no away goals, as you said. 
So, still all to play for, but yeah, they really got to do something against this Porto team, Jules. But I, I don't think they're going to do it. I really don't. I think Porto is going to be in the no, round of 16. Por Porto's League got more. Yeah, I agree. I think Porto got more street smarts about him. They know how to play these games. Lazio. They certainly do. Lazio play a naive game. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, they pay the price for it. We'll see what happens. We do wish them all the best on Thursday. They'll be playing at the Stadio Olimpico. On to the final game. We finally have a victory in this European knockout endeavor, Jules. Uh, yeah. Atalanta scraping out a 2-1. to 2-1 win against Olympiacos at home. After, yeah, after going 1-0 down as well. After going 1-0 down, uh, Berat Jmisti scoring two goals in two minutes. Thank God. <laughs> who who would have thought? That's the savior. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Atalanta wow. dominated the game in regards to possession, had a ton of shots. Olympiacos are, are nowhere near on their level, and somehow they... They were kept in this match. Uh, I mean, when you have Sotiris Papadopoulos and Costa Manolas as your as your <laughs> as your two of your back three, come on, come yeah, on, guys. Two former, two former, uh, yeah, two former City Op players. Yeah, Greek stars too. And you have Jan Mavilla, former Inter player. So yeah, there's some City Op connections in there. And I mean, Atlanta should walk away in this fixture and i guess they, they just got the job done made it a lot harder than it had to be but they got the job done anyway they got the job done they'll be going in on thursday defending a two to one lead into olympiacos and yeah we of course wish them all the best as well now let's talk match day 27 jules yeah coming up friday february 25th we got two games and the two milan teams are involved in these two games we'll all start with ac milan hosting udinese now, surely, surely Milan's got to bounce back. No, has to, <laughs> has to. Surely, has to. If Milan drop here, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't think I don't think they have that poor of a performance again. I think, I think they've been ripped into by management about how they treated that Salernitana game. They will not make that same mistake twice against Udinese. So AC Milan for the win here. Yeah, I agree. I, Udine, now they approach the game a bit different. They play more offensive now yeah. under uh, under the managers. So I think if they approach Milan with that offensive game, they're going to get picked apart. So Milan win here. Milan win here. Now, there will be a team watching it. Genoa are hosting Inter a couple hours later, Jules. Tell me how you see this game. Genoa, who hasn't lost a, um, a game yet under their new manager. Inter can't finish a, a goal. Uh, Inter heavily favored, but... Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another draw here. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I'm going to just say Inter's going to win because they're my Netizuri. But, honestly, don't be shocked if there's a draw here the way they're going. I think I can't I can't see Inter dropping this game. I really can't. I can't see Genoa pulling off their first, getting their first one in a blessing against Inter. I just, you can't. Like you, you got to be crazy to think about that. I think it's going to be a grind. I think it's going to be a narrow one nothing victory. But I think Inter is going to get the job done. They have to. They have to. So we're both trying to take Inter in that game. Mm -hmm. Saturday, Salernitana hosting Bologna. So Salernitana pulling off a massive 2-2 draw, looking a lot better. 
going up against a Bologna team that has finally turned the corner, finally gotten their win. Giulietto, how do you see this game? In Salerno, the mm-hmm. game. Salernitana are undefeated in their last three matches, believe it or not. Uh, go on against Bologna, who finally broke their duck, got their first win in over two months, I think we said it was. Yes. Just around two months. Yes. Uh, honestly, under the new manager, Tavide Nicola, I'm going to I'm gonna say maybe Salernitana get a victory here over Bologna. I think uh, Bologna, even though they won, they, they struggled hard to get that victory. So I'm going to say Salernitana, they actually, to me, look like the better better team. Uh, they don't have the better individuals, but the better team. I, actually, I actually do agree with you. I, I was going to take Salernitana to win this game. I think they're going to overtake Genoa in the standings after this match day. Um, and... Uh, they're just going to start marching, trying to march towards the top. I just think they got they got a solid defense now. They got a decent goalkeeper now. They got a, basically a totally different team, and it's starting to make it's starting to gel a little bit. You're starting to see a shape, for, especially from Davide Nicola, who's now had a full week to work with them. Bologna will be happy just to get that win, but they're going to go back into the lost column for me. So, so we're both trying to take Salernitana for this game, take the upset. Uh, yeah. On to the next game, Empoli hosting Juve here, Jules. This will be interesting because we're going to see Juve how, you know, the, the rough shape they're in. Uh, like we said, Weston McKennie is going to be out. Um, Chiellini's still out, I believe. Bonucci's not 100%. So a lot of injuries. Ampoli are going to be hungry for some points. But, I mean, just with Dybala and Vlahovic alone, Juve should uh, come out. But I, it, it's a pretty, I'd say it's pretty even. It's going to be a tough 1-0 Victory for Juve if they do get any uh, sort of victory here. I I can't. I think Empoli is going to pull out a draw here. I really do. I don't know. I can see it. I can see it. I can. I see a draw happening here. I just see, I just see Empoli getting on the score sheet, and I see Juve trying to have to pry their way back into this game. So I'm going to take. We see how, I'm taking the draw. Sorry. Yeah, and we, and we see how much Italian teams struggle with playing every three days. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's not good. So, Mm -hmm. for me, I'm taking the draw. On to the next game. Tricky one. Sassuolo hosting Fiorentina. Yeah, this is uh, is probably one of the more exciting games, actually, this this weekend. Yes. uh, In regards to attractive football being played on the pitch. You know, it doesn't have the big names like the Lazio-Napoli match is going to have. But uh, this is probably going to be a most entertaining match. I'm going to say there's going to be a few goals in here. Oh, yeah. And... I think Sassuolo will actually uh, deal a blow to Fiorentina in this match. Okay. I disagree. I think Fiorentina is going to continue their rise up the table, uh, especially if Juve drop points. I think Fiorentina is destined for a European spot. And so I'm going to take Fiorentina in this game because Sassuolo picked up a massive victory against Inter. I don't think they could, I don't think they could put it together for against Fiorentina. So Roma, Inter... Fiorentina, they're the giant killers. Yeah, exactly. So so we'll see. We'll see. So <laughs> I wish Fiorentina all the best. Um, on, to the, on to Sunday, uh, Torino hosting Cagliari. Does Torino finally Cal- get a win here? Or? No, I think uh, I think it continues. Cagliari, they, you know, even though they only have four wins, you know, they can't win, but they score at least a goal a game. And yeah. uh, Torino, like we said, Bolotti, if he doesn't show up, they struggle to score goals. So 
I could probably see a draw here. They're going to be in uh, Torino. in Torino for this match. So I think, you know, Torino is terrible at home. Are they? No, are more on the road. Sorry, I'm going to mix it up. Um, they're more terrible on the road. But yes. still, I think I think a draw here. Cagliari Torino. I'm going to say Cagliari win. I think Cagliari are going to continue their form and they're going to just take advantage by giving Torino a smacking. So Cagliari for me. Next game, Verona Venezia. Yeah, for me, Verona. I think defensively they're both yeah. pretty crap, but uh, Verona have the way better offense. Uh, so Verona. I'll be taking Verona as well. Up next, Spezia Roma. We're in Spezia. Sure, sure, surely Roma have to win have this to. match. Have to. Have to break the duck here, Jules. Have to break the duck here. Has to be a Roma win. If it's not a Roma win, my God. So, yeah, I'm taking Roma. Roma. Yeah. Big game, Lazio-Napoli, Jules. This is the the headline taker right here. Yeah, and they'll both um, be playing on Thursday too. So Yeah, so expect, I think, a slow-paced match. Both teams are going to be tired. Yep. Uh, very defensive, and I think you're going to see what's been happening all year. Big teams meet and no one wants to win. Yep. I think you're going to get a draw because everyone's too chicken to to play offense and, and risk you know, scoring goals. So I think a draw here. Couldn't uh, agree more. Couldn't yeah. agree more. Draw, draw for the game. And finally, Atalanta hosting Sampdoria, Jules. Atalanta. Sampdoria. Sampdoria can get a lucky win here. Yes, they can. I think they can. Uh, Atalanta playing Olympiacos on Thursday. Yep. They thin bench. I agree. Yeah, I just think Sampdoria is gonna get lucky here, and they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna win again. They're gonna win again, and uh, and just like that, Atalanta will be out of fifth place. I I agree. I think Sam Sam for that reason they get something here too. I think, like I said, for whatever reason the the Italian teams they just you watch them. It's like they don't have the same fitness of the other teams yeah. it's it's weird it's weird but every time you see an italian coach go to england for instance they say oh the players haven't been training well yeah you know you get conte they say oh the players are out of shape they don't train well like he, he goes to tottenham for instance uh it, it's weird and then they come to italy oh the training so much better but our players are are dead so are we overtraining these players before i don't know i don't know it's it's so strange it, how it off the really pace strange. italian teams look they look so off the pace in europe they do they do but we'll see what happens that sums yeah. up match day 27 that sums up today's podcast so thank you everyone so much for listening to today's episode uh, we hope you enjoyed it uh, we look forward to uh, discussing match day 27 with you all and again we wish our Italian teams in Europa League in the second leg all the best uh, hopefully Napoli can pull something off hopefully Atlanta can defend their lead and hopefully Lazio can pull something off as much as I hate to say that but uh, we wish them all the best. And uh, until next time, ciao ragazzi. Ciao ragazzi. Yeah, yeah, yeah.